Welcome once again to the Knots Night podcast, celebrating great places to drink in and around Nottingham. And we're at that time of year where perhaps you are asking Santa for a present, or maybe you're buying a present for somebody. And one of the best things that you can really do is buy them a book about beer and drinking, in our opinion. Um, Camera's Good Beer Guide for 2022 is already out on the shelves. Um, It's not the type of book that gets rave reviews because you buy it. And you read it and you go to the pubs that are in it. And that's about it. It's a very functional book. But um, in front of me today is Modern British Beer by Matthew Curtis, published by Camera Books. Uh, Matt, in the introduction, I think what you've done rather cleverly here is that you've told us what this book is not about. Talk us through that. What was the idea behind saying what this book is not about? I think it's there's a lot of beer books out there, right? And I thought it was really important to say, look, this is what I want to talk about over the next 288 pages. But if you want to learn about home brewing or you want to learn about beer styles or you want to find some great pubs, there's so many, there's so much stuff out there already doing that. And I, I wanted to write a book that was very much from my own lens and added something new to the conversation in beer, specifically about British beer. Which the culture of which has just shifted dramatically over the past two decades. And so there's a list of books in the back if people are interested in other things about beer that they can refer to and buy those as well and further increase their knowledge. But I wanted to establish, look, if you're going to invest in this, this is what it's about. Uh, and I, I didn't want to hold people's hand. One of the interesting things for me is it, it is divided into uh, the regions of Britain. So you can go to Yorkshire in the northeast, to Greater Manchester, and here the bits we're interested in, the Midlands and, and East Anglia. So you can hone in on beers that you may have heard of, or certainly breweries that you may have heard of, um, but then explore around places that uh, may be familiar to you through maybe supermarket shelves or through um, whatever's in the fridge of the craft beer section of your pub. Um, Let's look at one, though, and it's a great Nottingham success story, Neon Raptor, uh, based at uh, Snenton Market. You can drink in its tap room. You know, craft beer is not for everybody. I've got to say that. It's always been a a thing, hasn't it? But you've, you've chosen possibly one of the stronger brews in the entire book, haven't you? Yeah, very deliberately so as well. And it's interesting, actually, when I spoke to the the guys at Neon Raptor, uh, I was looking at their double IPAs because I really associate them with these hazy, hoppy beers, really punchy, fruity beers and the like. They were like, no, Centaur Army really represents us. And it's an even stronger beer. It's a stout full of really sweet, sugary flavors. But interestingly, when I looked into it, it's actually, the there's a, a rating site called Untapped. It has about 3 million users and it's number three in all of the UK beers of all time. Uh, but it's the only one in the top 10 that is made at least annually. All the others were a one-off beer that you can never buy again. But Centaur Army will be a beer that will be around again soon so people can try the new version. So it's technically it's the highest rated beer on that app. That's, that's incredible. US production. So, and that's, you know, that's from Nottingham and it, it, it really does represent a new wave of brewing. It's a, it's a completely modern take on a, on a stout. You mentioned that a number of beers are only ever brewed once that you might not be able to get them again. Uh, and that's part of the beauty, isn't it? Of going to somewhere like a tap room uh, is that uh, every couple of months, there's something brand new to try, or there might be what 
eventually becomes a, a, an old favourite. It, it seems there's a never-ending list, though. You know, where does it stop as as a beer connoisseur? Is there ever a thing as too much beer? I think the pandemic has actually brought this into focus for a lot of people. Over the last 10 years, we've seen this explosion of breweries and limited release beers, beers that are made once, are a great way of driving. On one hand, you'd call it hype, but the other thing is the fear of missing out. People have to try it because they might not get it and they need to tick it off. Um, This has been a thing in beer for a long time. But actually what I've seen over the last two years is that people are also craving familiarity a lot of these newer breweries are now investing in what they would call a core range reliable tasty beers that you can always get um there's a brewery here in manchester called track who make really exciting beers ipas and pastry stouts and all sorts of interesting stuff but their core beer is a 3.8 percent cask pale ale called sonoma and if they don't have that on at their tap room in central manchester people complain People also have that desire for comfort and that comes from reliability and regularity. So I think more and more people still, as much as people want to try new things and experience new things, beer is a comforting thing and you should be able to reach out for something familiar as much as you should be able to reach out for something new. Matthew Curtis is the author of Modern British Beer, available now in Camera Books. You're listening to the Knots Night podcast, celebrating great places to drink in and around Nottingham. And before we move on to our next festive read, a quick thank you to you for listening to this here podcast. We started off with tiny ambitions around about a year ago when everything was locked up and it really wasn't quite certain what was going to happen to the pub scene in Nottingham. Pleased to say actually that since lockdown was lifted initially in April and then fully in uh, June things really have taken off and we've seen a revival of pubs and indeed new pubs open up in and around our great city which is wonderful to see Uh, long may it continue don't forget we'd love you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening right now go on hit that button and leave us a review if you want five stars or more that'll be just the ticket so we return to christmas presents that quite a few knots night followers have actually said Well, it's the beer advent calendar for me. Yeah, we've seen the pictures, making us very jealous. Thank you very much for that. Incidentally, when we last spoke to Matthew Curtis, the uh, the author of Modern British Beer, we were talking about pub anxiety, and we ran a poll on knotsnight.com on Twitter to see what your thoughts were about returning to the pub, because we are a few months on now from the lifting of lockdown. But it was a pretty even split of people saying, well, I'm going to go for it. I don't really care. Around a third of people say that they were only going to go to pubs that weren't too busy. Well, not too much of that around at this time of the year. And around about a third, about 27% actually said that it was still too early for them and they hadn't gone back to their pub. So it's an interesting collection of views. Opinion is evenly split. So back to festive reading. And here's an interesting volume. It's called The Myths and Legends of Britain's Pubs uh, for the East of England. It's the first in what author Rodney Simmons hopes will be a series of volumes looking at different pub names and their origins. And I've been asking him a little bit more about 
the background to it. At one time, I was a relief manager for several breweries. Um, this was in the 1980s. And every time I went into a new pub, there was always something different, uh, stories. And the people at the time loved to tell you about them, whether it was haunted, uh, any grisly stories, anything that caught the imagination, really. Um, but of late, these things have tapered off. And of course, with so many pubs now being restaurants, you don't get the old boys sitting at the bar, yarning. And if you were alone, particularly, you know, I travel a lot alone. And um, one thing I love is actually propping up a bar and just listening to those locals, often the older drinkers who can tell you everything about it. Uh, I mean, let's take an example from from your book, um, the Carnarvon Arms in Teversal, near Sutton in Ashfield, up near Mansfield. The pub's ship room, says your book, is reportedly where D.H. Lawrence wrote Lady Chatterley's Lover. Um Writers and pubs, they kind of go together, don't they? Yes, very much so. Um, one of the most famous uh, ones, of course, was Charles Dickens. I have a list in front of me, which oh, I don't know about a dozen or more pubs. This is, these are the ones that I know of. But one of them um, in particular, uh, he used to go and sit in the corner making notes. And he used to base his characters on people that he'd actually seen in the pubs. Myths and legends are those things that, 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 that can be told. And I think there's an art to storytelling as well, isn't there? It's all very oh, well indeed. writing these things down and documenting them as, as well as you have done in these, goodness me, you know, over 200 pages in this, this edition. Um, but what, 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 what to you, if you're, if you're looking at a myth or a legend, what really sells it to you? What says to you... I'm going to put that one in the book because it's so good. Well, it, it, of interest, actually, it, if it's interesting, um, to, especially if it's interesting to me, but if it's interesting to other people as well. I mean, there's some of them that, um, that I'm not particularly interested in, but I will put them in because it's not really my place to say what you should read and what you shouldn't read. Um, Again, again, we're not getting money, but uh, some of the books that I've researched, they've categorically said that such and such is not the source of the pub's name. Well, I don't agree with that. If somebody has said in the years gone by, the Royal Oak was because of Boscobel, fine. I put that in. I mean, I know as it happens, I know that's true. But if they say it's for something else, I will also put that in. The Myths and Legends of Britain's Pubs is written by Rodney Simmons. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's uh, published by bookguild.co.uk. And sadly, the myths and legends are just that in many of the cases, because a lot of the Nottinghamshire pubs that are listed in this uh, book have sadly closed. That's the way of the world, though, isn't it? Thank you very much. That'll do it for this edition of the Knots Night podcast. Thank you very much for listening once again. And just a note to say, we're going to be taking a bit of a break now until the new year so that we can refresh our glasses and refresh our ideas box. And if you've got an idea of a location, a pub, or a theme that we should be talking about, do email 
knotsnight at gmail.com and we'll be uh, able to take your suggestions on board from there. As ever though, you can check out the latest reviews at knotsnight.com where we celebrate the great places to drink in and around Nottingham. And as it's Christmas, and as some of those adverts absolutely ruin festive tunes, we thought we'd have a go ourselves. <laughs> 